So why has this movement turned into simply listening to the same things over and over, hoping for some inner spiritual transformation? Like passively watching and listening as someone else tells us about the life Jesus offers. Almost spoon feeding us stories of what the life is supposed to look like. Why does it turn into this boring routine? Well, the thing is, I've got good news for you. It doesn't have to be this way. Following Jesus isn't just something we learn. It's something we practice. Welcome to part four of our You Can series. You can, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Hmm. If you haven't seen the other three parts, they're on YouTube for you. But this is put out by Cross Creek Community Church. This is Together for Salem. And we are here to be your online hosts for this content, which we put out every Saturday. And we put it out for people on the YouTubes, mm -hmm. which might be you. It might be for Facebook people, or it might be for you podcasters for What's listening. What's up, podcasters? What's up? Thanks for liking and subscribing, mm -hmm. any and all of you. I guess you can't really like on the podcast, but thanks for subscribing. Uh, we do meet in person every second and fourth uh, Sunday, which we'll talk about on the other side of this. But we just want to say hello, welcome, and let us know you're watching. If you are listening or watching, fill out that welcome form. It's always fun to hear from people who have been listening. We just heard this week of somebody who was listening for a year, <laughs> and they reached out to us, which was really That's cool. Awesome. So yeah. hi, thanks for listening and watching, and thanks for letting us know you're watching. It's it's fun for us. Mm -hmm. Speaking of fun, we're going to give it over to John, and we'll come back on the other side. Question. Whether you're a Jesus follower or not, do you ever find or ever think about Christianity as um, boring? It's okay, you can be honest. See, Christianity often seems like an exercise in tolerating boredom. Often, like, Christianity seems as exciting as freshman English class, right? Sorry, teachers. But think about it. Christianity, you gotta sit quietly through this church service where like literally a guy reads his weekly book report at you. And then there's the homework, right? Read this book, go home and pray. And we we rarely do it, right? Because there's, there's, there's no grades. And the few who do it are like those really serious nerdy ones that are super into it, right? And maybe you've tried it, but man, it gets pretty slow moving and and how are you supposed to remember all the stuff that's in there and this is weird because the life jesus offers is an adventure of growing more and more into who jesus made us to be it's not meant to be boring when we read about jesus and we read about his life and in the life of his followers their lives were anything but boring See, in, when we read about their lives, we see Jesus' love transforming lives, and then we see his growing, maturing, changing followers transforming the world by loving like him. We see them bringing the kingdom of God, bursting into the world in their day, then and now. So why has this movement turned into simply listening to the same things over and over, hoping for some inner spiritual transformation? 
like passively watching and listening as someone else tells us about the life Jesus offers. Almost spoon-feeding us stories of what the life is supposed to look like. Why does it turn into this boring routine? Well, the thing is, I've got good news for you. It doesn't have to be this way. Following Jesus isn't just something we learn. It's something we practice. Now, if you're not a Jesus follower, what you might discover if you, if you continue watching this, you might discover why you feel frustrated with some of the Christians in your life. But you also might discover why you want to give Jesus another chance. So, this problem of Christianity kind of being boring and, and just listening to someone else do the stuff, right? It's not, it's not anything new. In fact, in one of the deepest teachings in the Christian scriptures, we find the same type of thinking pop up. It's in what we call the book of Hebrews. It's a letter written to a group of Jewish believers, written by maybe some people think Paul or Barnabas, or maybe even Priscilla. And in this letter, it's one of these deep theological writings. It talks about how Jesus is greater than the founding fathers of Judaism. Jesus is greater than Abraham, greater than Moses, which was a huge deal back then, by the way. And then what that means and what his coming means and, and what faith really is. And in the middle of some like pretty heady stuff where the writer is talking about Jesus being the eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek, look it up, the writer stops and says, there is much more we would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Ouch! Dull and don't seem to listen. Sounds like those freshmen in English class, right? Other translations say it as you're, you no longer try to understand or you're dull of hearing or it's difficult to explain since you have become too lazy to understand. Now, you're, I know this is the Bible, but you're safe, right? Because that's not you, right? I mean, you're open-minded. You're totally willing to listen and, and be corrected and changed, right? And you don't have any preconceived ideas or, or thoughts on what a Christian should be and do or what the church should be and do. And, and when the biblical writings or maybe someone like me says something that makes you kind of go deeper into thinking, you don't, you, you know, you don't try to explain it away or, or excuse it or, or even get angry right? Because you soul search and you see if there, there might be a, a need to adjust something somewhere, right? Because you don't care if it's uncomfortable. You try to apply Jesus' teaching even if it looks different or even if it costs you something, right? Right. So let's just, let's, let's move on with this. But really fast, just want to add this really quickly. We are all willing to change until we are challenged to actually change. Anyway, moving on. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. So these people that are reading this letter, they've been following Jesus for a while, but for some reason they need to be taught the basics of Jesus over and over again. And while they're hearing these basics, they're probably complaining. Ah, we, we know this stuff already. We, we heard you on Easter and Christmas say this already. We want something deeper. 
We want we want some meat to sink our teeth into. Like, tell us about the end times. Talk about like angels and demons and and all the good stuff already. Like, this is getting boring having the same stuff over and over. That doesn't sound familiar, does it? But the writer says, though they should be able to get to that deeper stuff, they aren't ready. Why not? For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. They haven't grown. They haven't matured. And what's the author's proof of that? They don't know how to do right. They don't know how to do what is right. Other translations say they are unskilled in the word of righteousness. See, maturity isn't what we know. It's what we do with what we know. See, <laughs> when I hear, and not from you watching, you would never say this, but when I hear, I, I want some deep teaching, I think, <laughs> cool, but where's the deep following? Because that should probably come first, right? See, we can know everything about a subject. We can know everything about how engines work. We can know what types of tools there are and what each tool does. We can learn German to understand German engineering manuals. But if we never fix an engine, we never like take something apart and put it back together, we're not a mechanic, right? We're just a person who, who likes to read about engines. And, and we can know everything about the biblical writings. We can know all of the church history and, and have all the theology and, and different types of theology and different avenues and different paths of theology. And we can learn the original Greek and Hebrew to, to have the, the right language of the writings. But if we never apply what they say, are we actually following Jesus or are we just learning about a religion? But you already know that, right? So let's, let's just move on a little, a little bit more. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. This through training, it's an, it's an ongoing thing. It's not something that you get and then stop with. It's an ongoing everyday process. And it, this, here's something else I know you know. Growth requires exercise. Right? For, for our bodies to grow when we're young, for our muscles to grow, it requires exercise. We have to use what we know to become something more. And, the, and really, knowing and doing are often worlds apart, aren't they? You know that. See, it's no wonder we think Christianity and, and reading the Christian scriptures are, is boring. Because we don't actually use them. And when we don't actually use them, we read them, we're like, ah, we, we see that there's no change and, and growth. And so we, we don't even see the point. It reminds me of when I was in college and I had to satisfy a science credit. And so I took flight ground school because I used to be into airplanes and that was kind of the thing I was into back in high school and, and middle school. And so I was like, yeah, awesome. Flight ground school. This will be great. It was so boring. Like I thought I'd learn like how to fly a plane and, and that type of thing. Maybe we'd watch some videos. No, it was like uh, the carburetor and the oxygen mixture. And it's just like, oh, because we, we never used it. We were just learning the, the theory of it, right? Remember when you were in school and, and you're like, are we ever gonna use this, especially in freshman English class? You're like adverbs, adjectives, come on. Like show me the point of this or it's basically a waste of my time. 
and, and the point I'm making is if we read the biblical writings and don't apply them, we're wasting our time. And then we start thinking, well, this isn't for me because it doesn't make any difference in my life. See, we learn and learn, but we don't apply. The authors of, of these letters, of these biblical writings, teach us about Jesus. They show us examples of what it looks like to live like Jesus, to love like Jesus. But instead of using them to inform our lives, instead of using them to, to make changes and, and transform us, we're content to, you know, although we're bored with it, we're content to just listen to and, and read the same things over and over. Why? Because it's safe. Because it's comfortable. We don't have to do anything. See, we can say, yeah, I agree with that. Or you could be like super holy. And when the, the preacher's talking, be like, amen, and agree, right? But... And if we don't do anything, we stay in the same ineffective patterns of non-following laziness. We want safety and comfort over growth and purpose. So what do we do? How, how do we actually apply what we're learning? Well, the author of Hebrews go, kind of goes in depth about, you know, how we need to grow and that type of thing. And, and then they say, our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. See, here's the thing. The better you know Jesus, not the better you know about Jesus, but the better you know Jesus, the better you know what love looks like. And that's the point of studying the biblical writings. It is to learn what love looks like in our daily lives here and now. So yes, absolutely read the biblical writings. Incredibly important, especially with a huge focus on, on the Christian ones, the, what we call the New Testament, because that talks about what it means to follow Jesus and what love really looks like. These are good. These are necessary to know, but don't just learn them to learn them. Read to learn how to apply them and then apply them. See, think about it. We always learn more by doing. And in fact, when, when we learn something and then, and then use it and do it, that's when the, the fun begins. That's when the adventure begins. See, that's the difference between uh, taking ground school to satisfy a science credit in college and taking ground school to learn how to fly a rescue helicopter to save lives. It makes all the difference in how you will apply it. And so this is what we at Cross Creek call independently growing. See, the last three episodes that we've been talking about this, you can idea. It's kind of a cycle. See, confidently trusting allows us to authentically connect. Authentically connecting allows us to practice what we are learning from independently growing. And the more we independently grow, the more confidently we can trust. And when I say independently growing, it doesn't mean alone, like locked in our closet, reading our Bible and praying and, and not really talking to anybody about it because we're independently growing. That's not what I'm talking about. See, independently growing means taking responsibility for our growth. We're, we're independent like, like a married couple with kids, is, is with their own family, are independent together. Like uh, the new 13 colonies or states in the American Revolution were now independent together. Like, like a kid who can feed themselves at the family dinner table, independent 
but together. See, we help our kids mature so they can then contribute to the community and help others mature. So we as Jesus followers, we grow together to help others grow with us. Independently growing means we take responsibility for our maturity and then apply it with each other. If you're curious how this works in like the church dynamic and that type of thing, I recommend reading Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. It kind of gives an insight in how we can independently grow together. So how do we get started? How do we start independently growing together? Well, first, we have to evaluate. And so we ask, am I actively and purposely discovering more about Jesus and applying it to my life? And then we ask that question, we kind of evaluate ourselves on maybe on a scale of one to 10 or zero to 10, zero being like, never ever do I do that. And 10 being like, I'm almost Jesus. And then we discover this week, every day, I know it's a lot, but put in the work. Every day, read 1 John 3, 18. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Read that once a day. And then after you read that, read a part of Matthew 5, 21 through 7, verse 27. That sounds like a lot. It's basically the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus lays out what it looks like to follow him, what it looks like to live in this kingdom of God on earth. Maybe read two or three sections a day. The, your biblical writing there will break it up into sections. So read a couple of those. Read 1 John, then read a couple of those a day. And then, if you need some help in kind of understanding that, watch and listen to the Bible series we did a while ago for help in that. And then check out the resources on our website at yourcrossweek.com alliances. So once you read those, then don't just read them. Apply them. Apply what you're learning about Jesus' love to your life. Not, not to earn God's approval, not just to be a good Christian, but to be who you are, to be who you say you are. And in that application, this is how you can find how to apply it. Pray. Ask Jesus, what do you want me to do with what I just heard or what I just read? What do you want me to do with this? Now, it might, it might not be much, but I'll be honest with you. It might mean making some uncomfortable but really important changes. It might mean making some drastic priority changes. And that's probably good. And be patient. This transformation, this change might not happen overnight. Just like exercise, right? We need It takes time. Maturity and growing is a process. And we all have our own pace. So once you do that cycle, that process, then... Repeat. Join a connect group. Find an alliance. These are opportunities to continue practicing our independent growth. Look, Jesus didn't come to give us boring lives. The true story of Jesus isn't about being bored and, and staying good until we die so that then we can be bored and good in heaven. The true story of Jesus is the story of God coming to earth dying for us, and rising again to give us a new, full life. A life that is so daring and different and even risky that we have no choice but to rely on Him to get through it, and then watching Him show up as we rely on Him. If you don't consider yourself a Jesus follower, this is the life you're invited to. Not that boring version of kind of the watered-down, watch-someone-else-do-it version of Christianity. This is the life you are invited to. So learn who Jesus is. 
Learn what true love really looks like in our daily lives. You can independently grow and become who you were always created to be. And if you do consider yourself a Jesus follower, listen, the Holy Spirit of God is just waiting to burst out of you, to love people through you. So put what you already know into practice. Get in the action. Ask Jesus, what do you want me to do with what just now I heard? See, the world doesn't need more Christians educated in the Bible. The world is begging Jesus followers to apply what they already know about Jesus's love. For centuries, this type of following has changed the world. And you right now are invited to be a part of the story. Whether you've passed freshman English or not, you can independently grow. It always makes me feel better to be reminded that it's a process and that we all go at our own pace. I was challenged by this week's episode. Looking forward to reading Sermon on the Mount, mm -hmm. 1 John 3.18. Those are great things to not just discover and read about, but also apply. That's right. Yeah. John talked about um, alliances and connect groups as a way to practice the things we're learning when we're independently growing through reading oh, the Bible. That's right. I was going to do charades to Oh, like you... growing. Okay, yes. You missed it, podcasters. Aaron just did a, he's doing inspiration. What is it called? Uh, interpretive, interpretive dance. This is about, that's this is my dancing best to my dance. words. It's better uh, than tap and all those other kinds for me personally. So and you're pretty good at tap. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but we just want to remind you that yes, you can sign up for connect groups and alliances. You can connect in other ways like coming to the second and fourth Sunday gatherings. Mm -hmm. But we want to let you know that just because you're in an alliance or one-on-one -on -one discipleship uh, situation with somebody, it doesn't have to just be all study, study, study. Right. The big part of it is a relationship and just practicing uh, loving and forgiving and connecting. Um, and yeah, maybe reading a good book together or reading through the Bible together. So mm -hmm. if you're interested in something like that, maybe you don't have somebody in mind that could be an alliance partner. It's not somebody that you're teaching, you're growing together. Right. Um, reach out to us. We might have some other people who are also looking for somebody and we can connect you mm -hmm. in that way. So, but we don't know until you let us know. Right. So, we can't read your minds. We, we, we can't. And we're glad we can't. Right. Yes. You just share what you're ready to share. Yes. And we're here ready for you. So speaking of that, mm -hmm. uh, this weekend on the 10th, we have an in-person gathering on site. Yes, we do. At Gateway Foursquare Church. And then we have another one on the 24th. Mm -hmm. So check those out. If you've been listening or watching and you haven't yet, it's a great way to um, meet some people. We're gonna have a potluck. There's information online, you should check it out. But you are welcome. There's kids' uh, classrooms available for nursery through kindergarten, yep. which is awesome. So, but it's a quick, easy, fun way to connect with people. So mm -hmm. come check it out. Please do. Yeah. Uh, Boo Your Neighbor is happening this month. So if you're coming to that in-person gathering on the 10th, we will give you cookies to give to your neighbors to boo. Not the bad boo. The I good, did that last week. The so good I boo. Like you're I not going to do that not. joke again. Uh, so check it out. If you come, we'll give you cookies. You don't need to have us give you cookies, though. They're at the store. Sure. Or you can make some, or you can give your... Um, neighbors candy like Halloween type candy with a little sign that candy says candy corn boo mm -hmm. oh. 
And the idea is, how do you guys feel about candy corn? I don't like it. I eat it until it makes me sick, so I have a love-hate relationship with candy corn. Yeah. Like, uh... Anyway, uh, boo your neighbor is a great way to just play a little game with your neighbors, get to know your neighbors, and just surprise somebody with some fun treats. That's right. So check that out. All right, that's it for us. Yeah. Yep. If you have questions, let us know. We're available. The welcome form is a great way to do that. And speaking of questions. We have some for you. Whether you're a Jesus follower or not, <laughs> ponder this in your noodle noggin. Hi! <laughs> I'm starting over. Hi! Who's <laughs> up? That was funny. Uh, that was a long time ago. This is my wife, Liz. No. <laughs> you can't say sup. We're keeping this in. We're going to keep rolling. <laughs> <laughs>